Section 4 of Excerpts from a Bibliography of the Work of Mark Twain, Samuel Langhorne Clemens. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 1900. How to Tell a Story and Other Essays by Mark Twain, Samuel L. Clemens. Hartford, Connecticut, The American Publishing Company. Copyrighted April 9, 1900. Filed in Washington May 11, 1900. The last article was not written by Mr. Clemens. The five preceding articles are first appearances in book form. The same plates were used in printing several editions, but the book collated above, in the autograph limited edition, went first to press. 1900. The Man That Corrupted Hadleyburg, and Other Stories and Essays by Mark Twain. Harper and Brothers Publishers, New York and London. Copyrighted April 30, 1900. Published June 11, 1900. The publishers of this book changed the quality of the paper from heavy to light while still running off sheets bearing the 1900 date. The earlier issues may be told by the greater thickness of the volume, the gilt-letter title on the back having free space in the first case, and in the later style reaching clear to the sides. The English edition of Hadleyburg is duodecimo, orange cloth, 414 pages of text issued by Chatto and Windus. I have not the exact date of publication, but it bears the ads of June 1900 and was presumably simultaneous with the American issue. 1900, The Man That Corrupted Hadleyburg and Other Stories and Sketches by Mark Twain, copyright edition, in two volumes, Leipzig, Bernard Tauschnitz. First printing in book form for Christian Science and the Book of Mrs. Eddy, and diplomatic pay and clothes nineteen hundred eccentricities of genius memories of famous men and women of the platform and stage by major j b pond g w dillingham company publishers new york mark twain's lecture tour across the continent under management of pond is detailed pages one ninety seven to two hundred and thirty three including many mark twain letters and anecdotes that journey was the one undertaken to clear off the Webster depths, and was continued on around the world, as related in Following the Equator, 1897. Two speeches are given, introducing Nye and Riley, pages 247-249, and introducing Henry M. Stanley, pages 265-267. to 1900. English as She is Taught, by Mark Twain with biographical sketch of author by Matthew Irving Lands, Mutual Book Company, Boston, Massachusetts. This material was first printed in book form in London, 1887. Therefore, this 1900 publication is first American issue only. It contains none of the Leroux compilation. 1901. To the Person Sitting in Darkness, by Mark Twain, reprinted by permission from the North American Review, February 1901. If, as claimed by the Secretary of the Anti-Imperialist League, 125,000 of this pamphlet were distributed during the campaign of 1901 as political propaganda, there must have been more than one printing of the item. It is now so scarce that I can give no hint of any distinctions. Dan Beard, illustrator of A Yankee in King Arthur's Court, tells of meeting Mr. Clemens on the street, said the author, by the way, I have just written something that you'll like. It is called 
to the person sitting in darkness. I read it to Howells, and Howells said I ought to have that published. Howells also said that I must go hang myself first, and when I asked him what I should do that for, he said to save the public the trouble, because when that story appeared in print they would surely hang me. Iconoclastic as the article referred to may have been, Mr. Clemens lived to meet his end peacefully at home. Holding back was not Mr. Clemens' forte. 1901. Edmund Burke on Crocker and Tammany by Mark Twain, a member of the Order of Acorns. This article, delivered as an address before the Organization Committee of the Acorns at the Waldorf Astoria, Thursday evening, October 17th, was originally prepared for the North American Review. Colonel G. B. M. Harvey, publisher of the Review, seeing its great force, agreed that the article should first appear as an address, in order that it reach the citizens of New York before the publication of the November issue of the North American Review. 1902. A Double-Barreled Detective Story by Mark Twain, author of Huckleberry Finn, Life on the Mississippi, A Yankee in King Arthur's Court, etc., illustrated by Lucius Hitchcock. New York and London, Harper and Brothers, Publishers, M.C.M.I.I. Copyrighted February 21, 1902. Published by Harper's April 8, 1902. Filed in Washington April 10, 1902. The English edition is issued by Chatto and Windus, and bears the publisher's lists for March 1902. I cannot give the date of publication, but it was probably simultaneous with the American issue. 1902. A Double-Barreled Detective Story, etc., by Mark Twain. Copyright edition, Leipzig, Bernard Tauschnitz. First printing in book form for all but the title story, and only printing in book form for a defense of General Funston. 1903. My debut as a literary person, with other essays and stories, by Mark Twain, Samuel L. Clemens. Hartford, Connecticut, The American Publishing Company, 1903. Filed in Washington, April 28, 1903. First appearance in book form for The Belated Russian Passport, and first American edition for Two Little Tales, Diplomatic Pay and Clothes, and The Death Disc. The three latter stories had previously appeared in Hadleyburg, Tauschnitz, and Double-Barrel Detective Story, Tauschnitz. 1903. Masterpieces of Wit and Humor, with stories and an introduction by Robert J. Burdett, the world-renowned preacher-humorist, containing all that is best in the literature of laughter of all nations. Contains two Mark Twain sketches, New Ideas on Farming, pages 55-56, and Did Not Hurt the Mule, pages 412-413. These I have not seen in magazine or newspaper, and while, of course, Mark Twain did not contribute directly to this book, both articles seem authentic as resembling his early work. This bears date 1902 on the title page as given above, but no record is had of it in Washington before October 1903. 1903, The Jumping Frog in English, then in French, then clawed back into a civilized language once more by Patient, Unremunerated Toil, by Mark Twain. 
New York and London, Harper & Brothers Publishers, M.C.M.I.I.I. This book contains the original Jumping Frog story with all of its later addenda, but is the first printing for Note, pages 64 to 66, published November 18, 1903. 1903. A Dog's Tale, reprinted by permission from Harper's Magazine, Christmas number, 1903, by Mark Twain, printed for the National Anti-Vivisection Society. This story originally appeared in Harper's Magazine for December 1893. The edition described above was printed from the magazine type, with the omission of the page numbers, and limited to less than fifty copies, the exact number being in doubt. On the rear cover is printed a list of officers of the National Anti-Vivisection Society, apparently all of Great Britain, and it is understood that practically this entire edition was distributed among the officials so mentioned, possibly with the object of obtaining letters for use in advertising the trade edition. It is probable that this small edition was printed soon after the appearance of the story in magazine form and before the close of 1903. The book was published September 15, 1904. The English edition is identical with the exception of London and New York on title and printed in the United States on copyright page and it was presumably issued simultaneously. 1904. Extracts from Adam's Diary, translated from the original manuscript by Mark Twain. New York and London, Harper & Brothers Publishers, MCMIV. Published April 6, 1904, and is first edition for the following note, I translated a portion of this diary some years ago and a friend of mine printed a few copies in an incomplete form, but the public never got them. Since then I have deciphered some more of Adam's hieroglyphics, and think he has now become sufficiently important as a public character to justify this publication. M.T. Otherwise the text is the same, line for line, as the story contributed to the Niagara book, 1893, without additions, and with the omission of about three lines, pages 97-98, Niagara book, and the Niagara book was certainly public property. 1905, King Leopold's Soliloquy, A Defense of His Congo Rule by Mark Twain, The P. R. Warren Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Copyrighted and published September 28, 1905. The second issue may be determined by the change of cover tint to black from green. The issue with second edition, in reality the third printing, is first printing for supplementary, pages 45 to 46. 1906. Their Husbands' Wives, Harper's Novelettes, edited by William Dean Howells and Henry Mills Alden. Harper & Brothers Publishers, New York and London, published March 15, 1906. This antedates by four months the separate illustrated edition of Eve's Diary. 1906. What is Man? New York, printed at the Divini Press, published August 20, 1906, published anonymously and limited to 250 numbered copies a book with serious intent containing Mark Twain's philosophy of life, 
According to its preface, studies for the book were begun as far back as 1880, and it was actually written in 1898. Copies were distributed to personal friends only, and public acknowledgment of his authorship was withheld until after his death. While fear of being misunderstood deterred him from publicly publishing his views in 1906, in 1910 the faith that was in him was so strong that an article in Harper's Bazaar for February 1910, the turning point of my life, contains an almost complete exposition of that same philosophy. 1906, The $30,000 Bequest and Other Stories by Mark Twain. New York and London, Harper and Brothers Publishers. English edition, same sheets, simultaneously issued, with stamp at foot of copyright page, printed in U.S. of America. 1906, A Horse's Tale. As was the case with The Dog's Tale, a few copies of this story were first printed from the magazine type, bound in wrappers and privately distributed, it is said, principally to persons connected with the Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. I have yet to see a copy of this issue, but the same person is the authority for its actuality who informed me of the similar printing of The Dog's Tale, and who afterward furnished me a copy of same, so I cannot doubt his word especially since he was an employee of the publishers and was concerned with the actual printing and handling of the books the story originally appeared in harper's magazine for august and september nineteen o six and the pamphlet listed above was probably printed in the same year the title page of the trade edition is as follows a horse's tale by mark twain new york and london harper and brothers publishers m c m v i i the book was published October 14, 1907. The English edition is identical with the exception of London and New York on the title, and printed in the United States of America on copyright page. 1907. Christian Science with Notes Containing Corrections to Date by Mark Twain. New York and London, Harper and Brothers Publishers. Copyrighted January 22, 1907. Published February 7, 1907. English editions simultaneously published and identical, with the exception of London and New York on title page, and printed in the United States of America on copyright page. 1907. The Wit and Humor of America. Edited by Kate Milner Rabb. Volume 5. Indianapolis. The Bob's Merrill Company. Publishers. These are selections from contributions to Nevada and San Francisco newspapers in the middle 60s, they are contemporary with the sketches included in the Jumping Frog, 1867, and therefore evidently not of enough literary merit for their author to include in his collected works. However, they are very interesting as showing average specimens of Mark Twain's earliest literary effort, especially since practically the only available files of those early newspapers have since been destroyed by the great San Francisco fire. Wit and Humor of America was published September 12, 1907. 1907. The Savage Club, a medley of history, anecdote, and reminiscence. By Aaron Watson, with a chapter by Mark Twain. London, T. Fisher Unwin, Adelphi Terrace. Chapter XII, comprising pages 131 to 135, is contributed by Mark Twain. Chapter XI contains some anecdotes and notes of speeches under the heading 
Artemis Ward and Mark Twain. 1909. Is Shakespeare Dead? From My Autobiography, Mark Twain. Harper & Brothers Publishers, New York & London, MCMIX. Copyright April 5, 1909. Published April 8, 1909. The London edition is identical with the New York issue with the edition of printed in the U.S. of America, stamped at foot of copyright page. However, most of the copies for England were recalled, and after the final leaf of text there was inserted, tipped in, an extra leaf of advertisements of The Shakespeare Problem Restated by George G. Greenwood, M.P., and In Re-Shakespeare Problem by the same author. This was to obviate an action by John Lane, the publishers, alleging want of credit for the quotations by Twain from Greenwood. 1909. The lectures of Bret Hart, compiled from various sources, to which is added The Piracy of Bret Hart's Fables, by Charles Meeker Cosley. Printed and published by Charles Meeker Cosley, Brooklyn, New York. Contains Mark Twain letter, pages 48 to 51, contributed to The Spectator, concerning Hotton's pirated English editions. This letter was for the public, and so included here, and not in letters. 1909. Extract from Captain Stormfield's Visit to Heaven by Mark Twain. New York and London, Harper and Brothers, MCMIX. Copyrighted and published October 14, 1909. English edition identical, plus stamp on copyright page, printed in the United States. N.D. Laughing Gas, a repository of fun, wit, and humor by Dr. J. J. Villers, the celebrated American humorist. New York, J. S. Ogilvy and Company. The book seems to be in two parts, numbered separately, Laughing Gas, page 3 to 32, and Salt, Pepper, and Mustard, or Mirth for the Million, pages 3 to 24. The book was evidently issued in the 70s, but I cannot vouch for its exact original form. None of the articles are signed by Mark Twain, but Putting Up Stoves, page 18, has been signed by him when published in the Heptasoft magazine. From the style of several other stories therein, I am inclined to think that they are some of Mark Twain's early writings for California newspapers, notably The Legal Way, Seafaring, Sewing on a Button, Salt, Pepper, and Mustard, A Mysterious Box, Late News from England. End of Letters and End of Section 4